happy happy friday everyone what's up what's up what is going on welcome this is edgar and this is snug wrestling be sure to hit me up on my socials at snug wrestling give me a shout out follow like subscribe shit even if you got some hater mail whatever send it man just go on there and tell me how you really feel today's friday we had wwe smackdown a a really really watchable show if i do say so myself and that is my most unbiased opinion because i really needed this man i really needed to watch a decent wrestling show especially after wednesday especially after watching dynamite and all that craziness that happened over there smackdown really brought me back down to reality you know this was i really enjoyed this show i didn't watch rampage i'm really skeptical about watching that show and doing a review on that show because it just seems like it would be a total total waste at this point i hate to sound like a hater but i saw the card for rampage and it was just like no 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 way i'm not gonna sit there and take the time to watch that show take notes because for all you guys that that don't know i do take a lot of notes during these wrestling shows and because it's hard to remember everything you know so i gotta keep track of everything and i'm not gonna take the time to watch the show take notes review it record i'm just i'm not gonna do it not for rampage and again i'm not trying to sound like a hater i'm not anti aew i'm not pro wwe i'm just i'm 50 50 on the whole thing like i like some things about AEW. i like some things about wwe just like i don't like some things about AEW. i also don't like things about wwe and i'm gonna call it out like it is as of late what's been happening during these shows lately and comparing the two wwe right now is a lot better that wasn't the case three years ago when AEW first started that was something new it was something fresh it was something that I haven't seen before something I wasn't used to so yes AEW a long time ago started off really hot but then it just died down really quickly over time and now I'm back to WWE so and this is another example this week is another example we still have AEW collision tomorrow which i am gonna watch and i'm hoping for for something good and trust me guys when i say this when i'm watching these wrestling shows i'm keeping a really really open mind i'm not just completely shitting on aw it's just the product over there to me is just not good compared to wwe right now and one of those reasons is the bloodline story that we're going to talk about later on but before i do that i want to do some quick shout outs i want to do shout outs to england to belgium to france to germany and australia and of course you know people in the united states from ashburn and also people from sacramento i know my boy javi he's been listening to the show so shout out to him thank you for listening and thank you to everyone that's been listening again hit me up at snug wrestling instagram twitter youtube i don't have a facebook but everywhere else except facebook hit me up the opening segment this is friday night smackdown it's bianca belair and bianca belair she's been getting 
kind of shitted on lately. She's been getting screwed over to the point where I started noticing some fire in Bianca Belair. Almost to the point where I thought Bianca Belair was going to turn heel. But no, today... Bianca Belair comes out, she's still dancing, she's still smiling, swinging her hair around like usual, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, this does not look like somebody who, as of late, has been getting screwed. Now, if you guys don't know, or if you guys don't really watch the show, Bianca Belair was the number one contender for Asuka's WWE Championship. Charlotte Flair came back and just stepped in front of the line and cut everyone and just said, fuck everyone else. I'm the queen, I'm Charlotte Flair, I'm next. Of course, that didn't sit right with Bianca Belair. Bianca was supposed to get a shot at the title, but it got put on hold because of Charlotte Flair. So, people are still chanting for Bianca Belair. Charlotte is also a babyface in this situation. And Bianca comes out and explains everything that's happening. You know, I was next. I was the number one contender. But then Charlotte Flair comes out and, you know, she ruined the whole thing. And then Charlotte Flair comes out, the queen herself, man, and Charlotte Flair, she's just, you know, the total package, she's a complete star, she's the daughter of the legendary Ric Flair, she's a baby face, and it's good to have Charlotte Flair back, and even when she steps in the ring, like, one of the ringside crew members helps charlotte flair with the ropes to get inside the ring and it's just like those little things that just make charlotte flair look like a fucking star that she is but the match is set bianca versus oscar and charlotte flair cuts a promo and hopes that bianca belair wins and is rooting for bianca because charlotte flair wants to face bianca at SummerSlam, because what better match, what bigger match than Bianca versus Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam? And I agree. I honestly would much rather see Charlotte versus Bianca than Charlotte versus Asuka, Bianca versus Asuka, like at a SummerSlam. We already had Asuka versus Bianca at WrestleMania for some reason of all matches, but you have Charlotte, the Queen, 14, 15 time champion, however many times of champion Charlotte Flair has been. And you also have Bianca Belair, who's one hell of a fucking athlete. So please give me Bianca versus Charlotte in one way or another. Up next, the Brawling Brutes. The Brawling Brutes versus the Pretty Ugly. I mean, the Pretty Deadly. The match started and I'm looking at the Pretty Deadly and I'm starting to think like these guys are pretty deadly they have been booked really well as of late when they first came onto the main roster they were doing goofy gimmick stuff the goofy segments the goofy promos and it was already like starting off too goofy for me but they won the tag team gauntlet match they had a good match versus the the tag team champions which they lost but that's okay and despite all that goofiness the pretty deadly have some good momentum in the ring so i'm like okay i'm gonna watch this match and i paid attention to the match and it was a good match rich holland was out there doing a bunch of belly belly suplexes and doing all these kinds of moves on the pretty deadly which was kind of scary to see but it looks like rich holland has been practicing and even sheamus sheamus did a high risk maneuver Sheamus got on the top rope and jumped on the pretty deadly on the floor which is 
crazy to me to see Sheamus do a move like that. But I'm like, what the fuck? You're going to do something like that versus the pretty deadly? Like, you're going to do a move. You're going to do something you hardly ever do ever versus a team like the pretty deadly. Another reason why I said, okay, I probably have to start taking this team, the pretty deadly, more serious. Pretty deadly won. Holy shit. Somehow, I believe the Pretty Deadly, they did some heel shit, removed the turnbuckle padding. Rich Holland went crashing into the exposed turnbuckle. The Pretty Deadly, one of them, goes up to the top rope, hits the leg drop on Rich Holland, and that's the finish of the match. The Pretty Deadly won with a leg drop, which is amazing to me. I can't remember the last time that I saw a leg drop from the top rope be the finish i mean the only person that i can think of right now off the top of my head that has ever won a match with a leg drop is hulk hogan besides that name one other person give me one name that you guys can think of that has won a match with a leg drop or a leg drop from the top rope i don't think anyone else other than hulk hogan and now the pretty deadly so i'm gonna give some props here to the pretty deadly They've been winning some good matches. They've been having some good matches and they're doing pretty good right now. So hopefully, hopefully the WWE does not make them keep doing goofiness and funny skits and like make them look like complete idiots because at this rate that the pretty deadly are going, I think they're doing they're doing pretty good right now. We had a recap, Grayson Waller versus Edge. Now, this is one of the matches that happened during my hiatus, and I didn't get to see it. Grayson Waller debuted on SmackDown in the main roster because of the last WWE draft, which happened over two months ago, I want to say. In those two months, Grayson Waller has not had a single wrestling match, just nothing but his little talk show segment, the Grayson Waller effect, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? When is this guy going to wrestle? Like, is this guy just going to come to the main roster and just do interviews the whole entire time? Like, what? I don't get it. His first match was versus edge of all people and when i saw that i'm like holy shit what if edge does the job for grayson waller that would be fucking great but that's just the beginning because it does not stop there edge ended up winning versus grayson waller and the recap that was shown on the show the, the match looked pretty good now again i didn't see the match it, i'm just basing this off the recap so if anyone saw the actual match and want to give me your opinion on it please feel free to do so you guys already know where you can find me at snug wrestling but the whole point of this match was edge saying basically the same thing that i was saying you haven't had a match it's time to sink or swim edge won the match but at the end of the match edge told grayson waller you swam Edge is paying his respects to Grayson Waller on a great match. Recently, however, Grayson Waller had a little Twitter beef with none other than the most electrifying man himself, The Rock, which was kind of interesting. Here's a clip. Can you imagine making your debut in Madison Square Garden, of all places, and you wear something like this? I gotta put this on. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so cringe. Do you smell what I'm cooking? <laughs> this is yuck. 
of course, Grayson Waller was talking about the rock there when he said, do you smell what I'm cooking? And he was showing something that looks like what the rock wore when he first debuted in Madison Square Garden, the very, very first time the rock was in WWF. Now, The Rock responded to that video and said, man, you're right. That outfit was so cringe. Here's what's more cringe. The fact that you look and sound like you dropped out of some jabroni's balloon knot. Nice haircut, you outback jack-off. P.S. My cringe debut outfit was all Triple H's idea. So The Rock cut a little promo on Grayson Waller on Twitter, which I thought was, was pretty funny because... I mean, the fact that The Rock even acknowledged Grayson Waller and took the time to respond to him and even saw the video raised a lot of flags for me. So after the recap with Edge and the match that Grayson Waller had with Edge, Grayson Waller had an interview and Grayson Waller is going to be one of the four members of the four way for the number one contender for Austin Theory's United States Championship. But during the interview, Grayson Waller did not hesitate to name drop The Rock, not once, but two times. These references that were made by Grayson Waller made me believe, now call me crazy, but I would not be surprised if The Rock came back to do a job for Grayson Waller. Maybe not SummerSlam, maybe it might be too soon for SummerSlam, but maybe Mania next year. I mean, John Cena did it for Austin Theory. Why not The Rock with Grayson Waller? I mean, especially... If WWE plans to do something big with Grayson Waller, I believe that would be a really, really good look. Not even if The Rock would do a job for him, but even having a match with Grayson Waller or even being in the same ring with Grayson Waller in some sort of promo segment or something... It would be a really good look for Grayson Waller. So the fact that this Twitter beef happened, the fact that Grayson Waller referenced The Rock during that interview, I believe that they're trying to tease something. Now, again, call me crazy, but a dude can dream, right? We had a Bloodline recap, and man, I never get tired of talking about this storyline, the Bloodline, Roman, the Uso, Solo, Paul Heyman, everyone is so over in this situation and roman he's on a whole nother level man with this storyline everyone is getting over and roman knows it roman is doing such a great job for the usos for solo for all of them to get over roman is such a great heel and the usos are getting over as baby faces solo is getting over as a dominant badass heel and paul Heyman, he's getting over by just being paul Heyman, being that sneaky wise man that weasel that nobody trusts and this is a fucking movie i don't know how else to say it this is like a storyline that people are going to talk about for years and years to come 20 years ago people are still talking about kane and the undertaker people are still talking about austin and rock go backwards even more people are still talking about hogan and randy savage and even lawler and andy kaufman and right there in all of these great storylines the bloodline is going to be up there too people are going to be talking about this 20 30 years from now this is how good this shit is and i we're living it right now that's the crazy part to me and people don't realize how good 
good this shit is, man. Selena Vega versus Bailey. And the only reason I even took the time to watch this is because of Bailey. Because Bailey, she's such a great heel. She is such a bitch. And I mean that with the utmost respect. She just gets so much heat. And I'm not really a fan of Selena Vega. So I was looking forward to seeing Bailey beat the tea living shit out of Selena Vega. And Bailey did. The match was quick, but. It was good because, you know, Selena Vega, she has to have her chancla out there. And according to Michael Cole, that's a uh, a Latino culture thing. And I'm like, okay, so now the LWO represents chanclas. Like, okay, buddy. Yeah, Selena Vega used the chancla on Bailey in front of the referee. And I know it's just a chancla, but isn't that still like a foreign object? Or shouldn't it be considered like some type of foreign object? You're hitting your opponent with an object that is not your own body part so to me that should have counted like a disqualification but it wasn't because it's just a chancla and it's supposed to be funny and cute whatever haha bailey thankfully won this match as she should and then after the match shotzi shows up in the big screen and i'm like okay great it's shotzi who cares right but then she starts cutting her promo in this vignette and shotzi she looks kind of crazy she looks like she has lost her fucking mind last week bailey and eosky attacked Shotzi and they took a strand of Shotzi's hair this week Shotzi's like you know what you can have that that piece of hair you think I give a shit no you think that hurts me no and then takes some hair clippers and starts shaving her head while cutting this crazy promo on Bailey and if that doesn't get your attention then man because now I'm starting to pay some attention to Shotzi after that. Now I can believe that that lady is crazy and that Bailey needs to watch her back. So that was interesting to see. And I'm going to pay attention to Shotzi now. Maybe now she'll get away from the whole little tank thing and, you know, being this cutesy little girl that she was doing. And maybe now she'll she'll start kicking some real ass. At the top of the hour, we have Jay Uso coming out to the ring, and he's by himself because Jimmy Uso is out of action and apparently is in the hospital because of the injuries caused by Roman Reigns. Now, Roman Reigns attacked Jimmy with the title belt and hit Jimmy a few times, maybe about three or four times, hit him with some steel steps, and with that, Jimmy was written off. Jimmy's out of action until further notice. We don't know how long he's going to be out for. And he's in the hospital. You know, we have people on other shows and other companies that get stabbed with screwdrivers, get thrown through barbed wire, get exploding super kicks, and they're on the show next week like nothing ever happened. So, again, another W for WWE when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to selling bumps. But Jay Uso cuts a promo on solo paul and roman saying how he never expected his own family to put his twin brother jay jimmy in the hospital which is very disrespectful but jay is going to disrespect roman back paul Heyman and solo sokoa come out and solo sokoa is walking with intention to the ring but paul Heyman says that nothing is going to happen 
Next week, Roman and Jay Uso are going to discuss the rules of engagement. And these are rules that were created from their ancestors that must be respected. Sola Sokoa grabs the mic and actually spoke a couple lines, which is really, really rare because Solo never speaks and says, you might not forgive Roman, but I will never forgive you. And then Solo and Jay go at it. Solo gets thrown out of the ring, leaving Paul Heyman in the ring alone. Jay catches Paul Heyman with their super kick and the crowd goes wild. The people are loving this. The people love to see Jay Uso. And the promos that Jay Uso is cutting are really great. Jay Uso, when he speaks, has a lot of fire. And Paul Heyman, too, man. Paul Heyman taking that super kick. The, the fans just love to see it. So, overall, this was a really, really great segment. Speaking of champions, we have the U.S. champion, Austin Theory, come out to ringside because the four-way number one contenders match or one of the matches is going to take place we have Grayson Waller Escobar AJ and Butch but this is a four-way match and this was this was a, a spot fest I'm gonna call it like it is this was just four guys doing spot after spot after spot and of course they did that corner spot that Every multi-man match has where one of the guys is in the top rope and another guy gets on the top rope with him and then one guy grabs one leg and then another guy grabs another leg and then they do like a three or four way like powerbomb type spot. It happens in every multi-man match, not just in WWE, in AEW. I've seen it millions of times and I'm over it. I predicted AJ Styles to win this match because... AJ Styles is a babyface. Austin Theory is a heel. It would make sense to put AJ Styles in that match versus Austin Theory so AJ can do a job and put the younger champion Austin Theory over. However, that was not the case. Karrion Cross on the Titan Tron is shown attacking AJ Styles' faction members, the OC, which forces AJ Styles to run to the back to the aid of his group members. Of all people, the person that got the victory was Escobar. The last person I expected to win this match. I would have put Butch way before Escobar, but this is one of those unpredictable things. There's another four-way match that's going to take place that's going to decide Escobar's opponent in the finals for the number one contenders match, which should be interesting. The Street Profits, they're in the back parking lot waiting for someone. A limo pulls up, a long stretch black limousine pulls up, and it's Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley was welcomed by the Street Profits. What the fuck? I've never seen Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits in the same picture frame ever that I can think of. The Street Profits, they greet Bobby Lashley like family, and then they leave together in this limousine. So Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits have something cooking up there. Could this be a new faction forming? I mean, what happened to 
The Hurt Business. What happened to Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander? Oh, wait. I just answered my own question. I believe they're on Raw. This is SmackDown. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense. Bobby Lashley, he's on SmackDown. The Street Profits are on Okay. So I think I just answered my own question. LA Knight music hits and the place goes wild. LA Knight is one of the four wrestlers that's going to be competing for an opportunity for the number one contender for the U.S. championship. And L.A. Knight is over as fuck. You have L.A. Knight, you have Rey Mysterio, you have Sheamus, and you have Cameron Grimes. So that's going to be the other four members, or I should say wrestlers, that are going to be competing. This is a semifinals. The winner of that four-way is going to meet Escobar in the finals for the number one contender of the U.S. championship. Hopefully, I'm hoping it's LA Knight. However, I'm going to predict Rey Mysterio is going to win this. And I am going to say the finals is going to be Rey Mysterio versus Escobar. And Rey Mysterio is going to do the job for Escobar. The championship match is going to be Austin Theory versus Escobar. That's my prediction. We'll see what happens. The main event, Bianca versus Asuka. Bailey and Io Sky show up during the match holding up a ticket. Why? I don't know. I mean, we've seen this done before numerous of times. But usually this thing is done where one of the wrestlers shows up with a ticket when they're banned from the arena, when they're not supposed to be there not scheduled to be there or something like that that the only way that they can get back in is by buying a ticket bailey had a match earlier eo sky was already in the building charlotte was in the building also there was no need for them to buy a ticket they could have just walked out without buying a ticket quote unquote which i thought was kind of ridiculous but at least we got Charlotte Flair, we got Eoska, we got Bailey out there involved in this match with Bianca Belair and Asuka. I feel like I've seen Bianca versus Asuka a thousand times already, so at least we got some extra gaga going on. And Charlotte Flair accidentally speared Bianca Belair, and Asuka gets disqualified. So because of this disqualification, Asuka retained the championship. Bianca was not able to get the upset and become the champion tonight on SmackDown. Io Sky was about to cash in, but Asuka escapes by spitting the miss on Bailey's face. So we were very, very close to getting a cash in for the women's championship, but it did not happen. Unfortunately, I'm rooting for EO Sky. I'm so glad that she is the Miss Money in the Bank, and I hope she cashes it in successfully. But tonight was not her night. But tonight is my night. Tonight was a great episode of SmackDown, in my opinion. I hope you guys enjoyed it also, and I hope you guys enjoyed this. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you soon.